Today's episode is sponsored by ChrisTaylorRacing.com. Welcome to Driven to Compete. I'm Kerry Rouse, and I travel to racetracks around the U.S., where I interview members of the racing community and share their stories as a form of inspiration for our community. I'm here with Celso Neto. We are in Coda Circuit of Americas, and we're right next to your car here, and we're here for the GT World Challenge. And you are from Brazil, Correct. right? Yeah, Brazil. And uh, racing for Skip Barber. Yep. So tell me just a little bit about your season so far, maybe a little bit about the car. Yeah, so um, we had a season opener uh, in Sonoma, uh -huh. which is a pretty tough uh, technical track. Yep. I got to do a Skip Barber racing school uh, for two days there beforehand, so that really helped get a grasp of the track. Um, we had great pace, honestly, but a bit of rough luck. Um, unfair penalty that can be you know discussed but it was a bit of rough luck but we had a lot of pace we were excited going into the second round which was in uh, new orleans anola motorsports park and that was a great weekend for us uh, we got the pole position and uh two p2 finishes nice so uh we're third in the championship uh here at coda now circuit of the americas looking to keep building that momentum and you know show our pace because our, our honda type r is is in great shape for this season so we're, we're very excited with what we've developed and get the car fitting for me. So I'm really happy with the Skip Barber racing team and never behind it. Awesome, so you just went out for your first uh, practice session, right? Yep. What'd you think? How did, how did it behave for you? Yeah, so the car felt great. Um, it, was, it was a good learning experience, you know, getting used to this track, which is pretty technical, fast as well. Um, but the main thing that's very surprising is the track, it punishes you a lot. So if you break it, for example, the 100 meter sign, and it feels like you broke too early, you break, five meters more and it, and it already punishes you for breaking that a little bit deeper. So it's very close to the to the edge, yep. all the way around here. And but, uh, you have not raced here before, have no, you? No, I have not, I have not. Only get a bit of sim sim racing in my house, you know, getting used to this track. But it doesn't really account for all the elevation and that type, type of thing, so yeah. there's a big uh, learning curve here, but I'm, I'm excited with what we have for this, for this weekend. I think it's gonna be a good package. The car feels good. Awesome, so what kind of sim do you have at home? So I have an ultra-wide setup with uh, Thrustmaster low cell pedals and Thrustmaster Formula 4 steering wheel. Yep. So it's a mid to high end setup. Nothing super crazy, but it helps a lot, you know, getting used to these tracks beforehand and the layout specifically, which can be, you know, very, very important to getting to know beforehand. Yep. So it gives you a bit of an edge going into the weekend, a little bit more confidence. So it definitely helps. Um, and as well as some, some braking points, usually depending on the car you're on, you can, you can kind of figure out the line. So. I use that a lot to keep me uh, in shape, keep me focused, the reaction time, and as well as the racing. You know, with the online racing being so close to the real life racing nowadays, you can get a lot of race craft and just stay sharp during the off season between races. Awesome. So I know you just, how long you been with Skip Barber? Just this season? Just this season, yep. Okay, Since but you've raced a lot before that. Yep. So let's start with like, how did you start and how old were you? I started go-karting when I was six. All right. So I did a lot of karting. I did most of my karting here in the States, actually, most people don't know. Okay. So I did uh, Scusa, Supercars USA, Rock Cup, uh, United States Pro Car Series, I did all that type of stuff. I raced in Vegas, um, Orlando Cup, a lot of those type of championships I did. And then when I was 14, around 15, I transitioned to cars. I went to Brazil, um, back to my home country, and I started doing the regional touring car level. So I began in that, I did two years in that, 
And then in the middle of my second year, I began racing the Brazilian Touring Car Championship, which is the highest level of touring cars there, front wheel drive cars, um, until now TCRs, but it was the highest level. We did that for two years. In our uh, second season, we had a lot of success there. We were the youngest ever podium finisher at uh, 15 years old. Awesome. Um, we did a lot of poles, we had a lot of success. It's very, very tight grid. Uh, 30 cars within a second, so super competitive grid with semi slick tires, so it was, it was pretty awesome. And then last year, I made the move up to Stock Car Light, which is the second division in all of South American motorsports with the V8 stock cars, similar to what Trans Am is in the US, yep. but with a bit more uh, technology, uh, side dive, sequential gearbox. That type of stuff, but it was a fun series. Very tough, very tough car. But um, we had a lot of fun. We were the best rookie for the three races I competed in. Uh, two top five finishes. And in the middle of last year, I got an invite from an old friend to race here in TC America with another team. Yep. We did four races here, uh, two podiums. It was a tough car to get used to for sure. This car has a lot of quirks and very unique car to drive with the ABS and the technology involved. Yep. But once you get it, it's a very fun car. Very, very rewarding once you get it right. So uh, we signed Skip Barber for this year, for the champions for the past two years in this series. So hoping to continue this, uh, this legendary name and, and the pedigree this team has and win another championship. Awesome. So for people listening, how old are you? I'm 18 years old. All right. Badass, man. Yeah. So uh, what now, what, is your, what are your goal, long-term goals for racing? So my, my main goal right now is um, to maintain the twin car ladder. I think it's one of the fastest growing uh, series in terms of sponsorship, money invested with the manufacturers and everything. Uh, for example, the TCR series, that's our main objective is TCR or GT4 level um, for a manufacturer. So that's my, uh, my main end goal is to race for a manufacturer in these high level championships, which I think are honestly the future because you see this car driving, you can buy one yourself, you can ride it on the street. So it sells a lot of cars to manufacturers, it's yeah. great racing, um, they're more affordable than formula cars and some other GT cars. So for me personally, it's my favorite type of racing, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I mean, are they a little bit easier on maintenance too than, let's say, a formula car? Yeah, I believe so. I think you know these cars are they're turnkey cars, um, most of these touring cars. So I think that the fact that they come ready, they have a lot of parts available, and this type of things, they can help lower the cost. And the fact that it's a, it's a road-produced car, um, a lot of parts are you know interchangeable, like headlights, uh, hoods you know, doors, that type of thing. So that can help lower the cost a bit for teams. Yeah. But for example, a formula car, you get a front wing that's 100% carbon fiber. It's gonna cost you a lot more. Yeah. These are more um, reliable and, and efficient in terms of contact and that type of thing. So it's a little bit of a safer option, I believe. But um, overall, you know, all formula motorsports are expensive. But this definitely, you know, helps minimize that cost a tad bit. Awesome. Is your family here with you? Yeah, yeah. I have uh, my family and uh, my uncle and my aunt. They're here to support me. They try to come out and, you know, give me the support they can, which, you know, matters a lot. That's a lot of, a lot of fans back home in Brazil, you know, following along social media. Yep. That type of thing. So it's definitely good to get that you know, positive energy. So uh, you're from Florida, I think you told me, right? Yeah. So I, I live in Florida and I live in Orlando. Yep. I've lived there for the past uh, few years. But I'm originally from a northeast Brazil. So, um, how can people learn more about you? You're probably on social media, so where are you at so people can find you? Yeah, people can find me on Instagram at CNETO, underline racing. Uh, I cover my daily life there, you know, going to the gym, maintaining in shape, uh, working on the sim, uh, things they do like going to car, car meets, uh, race weekends. It's behind the scenes, I try to post a lot there, people can get a feeling of what it's like in my shoes for a little bit 
Um, so I definitely post a lot there. You can definitely check it out. And if you have my videos, if you have my posts, you can definitely like them. Okay, cool. And then since these cars are, I'm going to let them go by. I'm going to have you announce one more time where they can find you. And then we're going to move for these guys. I can tell they want to get to the car. Yeah, yeah. You can find me at, at C-N-E-T-O underline racing on Instagram. Um, I show a lot of my life there, my Sam, everything like that. You guys can see what it's like to be a driver for a little bit and a little bit of it. Not all the bad things, but most of the good things around there. So cool. you guys can check it out and you know uh, enjoy it. Awesome, man. Thank you yeah, so much. Of course. Hopefully Thank we'll you. get some more chat later this later this race weekend. Hopefully there's some trophies, Here right? Yeah. Neto, is that right? Yep, correct. And you just completed the first race of the weekend. So tell me a little bit about how it went. Yeah, it was a tough race. Um, we had a good start. Uh, fellow competitor went off track a little bit in turn one. Uh, made it a little bit complicated for us. We were three wide going to turn one, so it was a bit scary, but we made it through. Uh, we had a tough first two laps battling side oh, by side. And then uh, P2 got a penalty in post because of that. They fell back to P3. Uh, quickly made his way back up to P2 though, and we had pressure about to the halfway mark. He was catching us. And put our head down, opened a good gap. We were about eight seconds ahead of the rest of the field, going in halfway to the race. Uh, and then the P2 at the time, Clayton Williams came with a lot of pace. Halfway through the race, uh, catching us by almost a second lap. Uh, very tough to fight against. The heat got up, and the engine power was lost in our Honda Civic Type R. But we bet we managed it the best we could. Uh, Stringed together some good laps, but unfortunately got overtaken with about uh, 10 minutes left to go in the race. Uh, led a good portion. Had the fast lap of the race early on, so that's very positive. Uh, so I'm happy you got a P2 at the end. Good points in the championship. It's a long championship, and it's very important to collect points and always keep the car on track, so I'm happy with that. Uh, starting from pole tomorrow, that's also a plus. So we're gonna analyze what we can do to improve our skip rubber racing type R and go from there. Thank you for the support. Awesome, congrats, man. Thank you, appreciate it. I wanna thank you for listening to Driven to Compete. It's been a pleasure sharing this episode and I hope we've provided some inspiration and entertainment along the way. If you like the content, please share and like, but I have one ask for everyone listening. I would appreciate more than anything to add you to my weekly newsletter. Simply visit my website, driventocompete.com, and you'll see a form to get on my newsletter where I share exclusive content and giveaway swag.